Well, fighting continues in Israel following attacks by Hamas militants over the weekend that left hundreds dead, thousands more injured. Israelis are trying to come to grips with the enormity of the attack, struggling to find normalcy in their daily lives. WGR senior news analyst Marie Osborne spoke with a woman who lives near Tel Aviv and tells us her life has taken a dramatic turn. Hi, Chris. Yes, her life has taken a dramatic turn in just the matter of days. Galit Benzur, Dr. Galit Benzur, lives with her 11-year-old daughter in the city of Ramat Gan, that's near Tel Aviv. She says they awoke early Saturday morning to the sounds of the emergency sirens, and she says everyone ran for their shelters in terror. She says she and others are now having trouble wrapping their minds around what's happened. And they just slaughtered people there. I mean, the numbers are crazy, and I'm sure we are not being told exactly what is going on and the exact numbers. At this point, we're talking about 700 people murdered and more than uh, 3,000 wounded, but we know that a lot of them are critically injured. She says normalcy is just non-existent right now. We don't have school. The kids are locked at home. We were told you know, to try to avoid because you are afraid to go outside. If you go outside and you have a siren, where would you run? And Galit says Israelis are now stepping up to do all they can to help. People don't have a place to be, so we have hotels and we have good families who are hosting them. This is terrible, Marie. We, we, we've never had this thing before. It's even worse than Yom Kippur. It's our 9-11. And she is there referring to the Yom Kippur War of 50 years ago. As for help from the U.S., she says they are grateful, but she says a lot more needs to be done. The U.S., yeah, we saw the press conference and we saw President Biden and we know that uh, America and the U.S. is the best ally. But still, the world needs to know about this horror. We, we have never, and, and this is a terrorist movement with whom we are supposed to have any negotiations. And Chris, uh, Dr. Bedzur uh, teaches at Bar Ilan and Open University, and she was also our intern here at WJR 20 mm. years ago. Yeah, it, Marie, it's an incredible story. It is so unbelievably sad to watch the horror that's just happening in the streets. And this has been happening for all of my lifetime and certainly all of yours. You have me by just a couple of years. It's sad to know somebody, I'm sure, that's been thrust into that. What, in your opinion, is the greatest problem that we have in terms of, of, of picking a position of support? You see Biden, for example, come out with a statement. So many of the American politicians are standing in solidarity with Israel. But then there's certainly some detractors from that. There's people who say on the other side, listen, this has been going on for a hundred or more years. The, the apartheid, the occupation, they don't recognize Israel. And naturally, when Hamas is such a violent power that doesn't seem to have respect for the law of military and the rules of engagement, how does this get solved in our lifetime? Is this an opportunity for Israel to go in and kind of squash this once and for all? You know, Galit said it so well. She said, um, how are we supposed to negotiate with this? Uh, because, you know, she calls this, of course, a terror group that has done this. And so she says, how are we supposed to negotiate with this? I, you know, I do believe 
just in journalism, we're always taught there are two sides to every story, if not three or four. And so it's important uh, for us to perhaps listen better to one another to hear what we have to say about this. There's no question, though, that everybody is in agreement on this point, that what happened over the weekend absolutely cannot happen ever. Right. Um, yeah, right? So, right. I mean, we can, we can start there. But, um, again, there is certainly, uh, if we were better listeners, I don't know, maybe we could do a better job of helping solve some of our plot problems. Sure. So much pain and so much horror. I mean, we remember... Suffering. Um, you know, not that long ago, in a relative sense, 9-11 and seeing the, the horror on people's faces, especially in a country that has not had to experience real fear in so, so, so long. I mean, you go from 9-11 really back to, um, you know, the, the threat of atomic weapons back in during World War II and kids doing under the, the desk drills in school and what would happen if we had to get to a storm cellar and how we survive. Well, we, we don't experience fear much as Americans uh, the same way that these folks in that area of the world do. And whether they're right or wrong, I mean, the, the, the stories of subhuman conditions in the Gaza Strip with nearly two million people living there, I mean, shoulder to shoulder, many of them just perpetually in constant governmental limbo who is really in charge and who we get our resources and infrastructure from and the freedom of religion aspect it's easy to forget about the very basic parts of this argument one of which is why can't we just have someone who's fair and and kind in, in a loving sense in charge of this region why why is there such a resistance from the palestinian um residents of that area to just letting israel rule that I mean, it's, it's an overly obvious question, but I still never see hear a really good answer besides, hey, it used to be ours. We want it back. And but I don't I mean, that's part of the problem is that this is an ancient uh, disagreement. This is an ancient uh, uh, this goes back centuries as to why this is the way it is today. And and it's obviously passed down from generation to generation, the hatred, the distrust. Um, is passed down from generation to generation. So, um, look, the Israelis are saying, you know, we just want to live in peace, too. We want to go about our lives without having to worry about the emergency sirens going off. Um, and certainly uh, the, the Arab side of this also has uh, a story to tell. There's no doubt. Mm. Well, Marie, thanks for your your input on that story. I'm sure that that breaks your heart that someone that you knew so well um, is in that position. I, I think we, we could take a chance to, to remember how blessed we are, despite the, the, the tribalism that we have on our own soil here in the U.S. with the very divisive polarizing politics and the nonsense that gets thrown around. None of us woke up this morning to the sound of sirens as we were trying to make it to work. Absolutely. And we need to remember that very well said. We do. Thanks, Marie. We, we, we will Thank take you. calls on this. I know after the break at 1 o'clock, there was a few people waiting. 800-859-0957 is the phone number here. You're free to text that, too, and, and Mr. Dave Rieger can read some of those off and we can discuss. It is a very, very hard time to unpack many of those things as we, you know, we want to be supportive of the things that we believe. And I think all of us universally believe that innocent men, women, and children Certainly not necessarily in that order. Children come to mind first. Uh, the, the terror of something like this or something that seems on the surface so simple as whose land is whose 
should never be a thing. Heartbreaking to watch, and we hope that ends. Certainly the comments about the, the UAW and Mr. Masters filled us in the best he could. This has to end, too. I mean, these companies have been making a whole lot of money for a long time, and the great men and women of Michigan who, had, who put slap those cars together and make it happen need to be rewarded fairly. But there's a lot to unpack there, and the effects of this will be felt for a long, long time. Dave Rieger, did you get anything out of the Merrick Masters interview that I perhaps did not catch? I think that it's just, um, you know, a an ongoing process, but I think that uh, I'm, I agree with you. I think that uh, I, here's what I worry about. I worry about that Sean Fain goes too far uh, pushing the big three, and it ends up hurting the UAW in the end. This, that's what I worry about. Yeah. Let's get it fixed, folks. We should all be in agreement on something at some point here relatively soon and move on because there is too much hurt in the world to not let the, uh, the kindness take over and come to an agreement. Back after the break.